What's up, nerds? And welcome back to your weekly movie review podcast. That's right, you are locked in and tuned in to the 3FN Podcast. And of course, we are coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. This week, we are reviewing the brand new Eli Roth movie, Thanksgiving. But before we get there, I'm your host, Rich. And unfortunately, the nerds are not all here as Diesel will not be joining us because he got a little tummy ache. He's uh, Hopefully, he's feeling better. I won't go into the gross, disgusting things that he told <laughs> us in our chat because I don't think you guys needed to hear that. Although, we uh, made sure the patrons knew over at patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month to get a ton of extra bonus content. There's a little shameless plug. But you know who is here? A man that after seeing the oven scene in Thanksgiving changed his entire plans for Thanksgiving. So if you're going to Ron's house, forewarned, there's something new on the menu. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Ron. I, I'm not going to lie. That scene did get me. And I really don't have a snappy comeback for that because it still freaks me out. Yes, I'm sure it did. That's why I kind of got to <laughs> like I, keep you speechless. Uh, <laughs> keep you speechless. That'll be coming later to you in the full spoiler <laughs> review in the second half of the show. But before we can get to the review of Thanksgiving or even Diesel's movie triple stuff because we are still giving you that. Uh, Ron, how has been your week? Week's been okay because I have officially started my vacation. So I have been just kind of moping around here and there. Uh, Wednesday, we had our you know game group, uh, which we things are going as well as we can. Nobody's died yet, which is surprisingly. Uh, surprising in this group because we do a lot of lackluster things and kind of have a hard time not dying <laughs> in most campaigns. And, you know, the Tybaxian um, barbarian that I am that I'm running around named Patch. I'm just running around and just hitting things as hard as I can. And it seems to be working out okay considering we don't have a major healer or a rogue. So just hit things as hard as I can and hope I live. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's pretty much all it is. Um, other than that, it's uh, been the same thing. Just getting things ready for Thanksgiving on both ends because... I have to get things set up at my place because um, my roommate Katie's going to be doing Thanksgiving with her mother and a couple friends at my house while I'm at my parents' house and all that stuff. So we had to get some things cleaned up and all that stuff and get that taken care of. And other than that, it's been pretty mellow. And uh, I would like to point out, just in case you thought I forgot. Boo this man! That'll be for the entirety of his vacation. <laughs> uh, my week has been pretty good. I mean, I've been doing a lot of stuff, staying busy. Uh, big weekend for uh, All Elite Wrestling as it was All Elite Wrestling's full gear pay-per-view. So we had the pre-show for that over at Nerd Initiative's YouTube channel. Also, the post-show was on Nerd Initiative's YouTube channel. So that was 15 minutes after the show and off the air. That was at 12.15 at night, or in the morning, technically, Sunday morning. So it's been a long weekend, but we're wrestling, and so yeah, good times, though. I'm not complaining. Had some fun with friends and family. I uh, got to go see Thanksgiving with my kids, so that was always cool. Take nice. them to see a horror film. And on top of that, uh, just, just doing, you know, went up to Syracuse, <clears throat> kind of bombed around uh, Destiny USA, had a nice lunch with my wife, and had a good family time. So eh, other than that, 
Can't complain, no complaints here, my good sir. And hopefully everybody at home had a good week. And hopefully you have a wonderful week this week. And of course, uh, uh, we'll save it for later. But uh, in case you're not, not, don't stay to the end of the show. Uh, if you live in the United States, hopefully you have a happy Turkey Day as well with friends and family. And uh, be safe, of course, out there. Uh, we'll remind you that at the end of the show. But I like to say it because uh, so, some people tune out after the review. So, you know. We don't want you to think that we don't want you to have a happy turkey day, you know? So, with that being said, though, before we can jump into the fun parts of the show, we have to take care of some business. That means we're going to hit you with some opening shameless plugs. And uh, first and foremost, if you would like any information at all about the 3FN Podcast, it's simple. Go to 3FNPodcast.com. There, you will find all the social media links. You will find the Public link. You will find that Patreon link, patreon.com slash 3FN Podcast. For as little as $1 a month, you get a ton of extra bonus his content and help out everything we do around here. Also, while you're there, check out friends of the show like the Ocho Duro Parlay Hour. Of course, check out their podcast. Go over to odphpodcast.com. All that happy stuff right from the website. Also, make sure you visit nerdinitiative.com. They've got your hookup for all pop culture stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. Make sure you're subscribed over to that YouTube channel, Nerd Initiative on YouTube. Every Tuesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ken M brings you Turn a Page. It's a comic book uh, live show that you can join the chat and chat about some comic books you want to do that trust me it's a fun time and of course every thursday night at 8 p.m eastern standard time if you're a pro wrestling fan myself and ken m we bring you wrestling night live talking all things pro wrestling although i will make a note this week it'll be 10 p.m eastern standard time on friday because of the holiday so there you go so friday 10 p.m eastern standard time this week but most weeks thursday 8 p.m eastern standard time now, on top of that, we have the musical directory. We're the bands who allow us to use their music so we don't get hit where, where those dreaded DMCAs are. And we're going to give a big shout out to our friend Shout at the Robots, whose song Fail Better is the theme song of the 3FN podcast. And last but not least, there's a sponsorship section that allows us, us to come to you commercial free. Big shout outs to Rex to Rods Auto Detailing, W Energy, Sci Fi Horror Fest, and most importantly, our main sponsor, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios. That were right dragon master games for all your magic the gathering and gaming needs visit them on the world wide web dragonmastergames.com all right and of course if you forgot anything i just mentioned you already know 3fnpodcast.com's got your hookup like big a pump and uh fun times ron fun fun, fun, times. fun times and now let's have some fun and let's do the fun things that you came here for let's start the show off and you know we like to kick it off at let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat that's right, it's Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. Although Diesel's not here, so Rich is going to have to do the fill-in duties. But let's start off with this week's box office. And as he would say, it was an interesting week in the box office. Uh, at number five spot this week, making another $3.5 million, Five Nights at Freddy's. Nice. At number four, debuting with $10.2 million, 
Thanksgiving, the movie that we'll be reviewing in the 3FN Movie Club Review. Uh, technically tied with that in the number three position for its second week, The Marvels with $10.2 million. That was a big drop-off, I'm going to be honest with you. It was. Big but... drop-off. And you know what the f- weird part is? There's a lot of hatred and stuff out of the movie, and it was really entertaining. If you want to know what we thought last week, it was the 3FN Movie Club Review. So check that one out. Uh, number two, debuting on the list. Trolls band together $30.6 million. I'm kind of surprised that didn't make more money, but once again, this is the post-pandemic world in a lot of the box office low, because let's be honest, the number one movie in America, because these are domestic numbers only, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes with $44 million. And I haven't heard anybody talking about how that's a flop yet, but... Uh, if it was a Marvel movie, it would be, oh, my God, they're out of their minds. That Nobody wants to see that. You know, you know what I mean? Anything Disney weird. touches. It's kind of weird. It, it really is kind of weird to me. Not saying that I don't agree with some things, but let's be honest. There is definitely a double standard. Now, uh, Ron, upcoming in the box office, by the way, special release dates, too, because... Obviously, this uh, Thursday is Thanksgiving here in the United States. So all these movies are actually coming out on November 22nd. So that means as we record Wednesday. So this comes out on Tuesdays. We record on Monday. So a couple days. And uh, you know what's coming out this week? Mm-hmm. Napoleon. Napoleon. Uh, that, of course, has got that two hour and 38 minute runtime. And I know you're just happy that I did not make you go see it this week. I think uh, my buddy Jeff wants to go see I'm it. I'm still so. going to go see it. It looks I, good. I want to see it. It looks really good. I want to see it. I, it might even be one of those bonus reviews for the 3FN, uh, 3FN yeah. Patreon members. I'm I mean, still I, out there. I, you know, being on vacation for a month, I got some time to kill. If you got some kiddos that you want to, yeah. <laughs> if you want, if you got some kiddos out there that you uh, want to take to a family movie for Thanksgiving, Wish is coming out. The Disney Pixar movie, Wish. It does. It looks like a throwback to old Disney movies. I kind of dig it. Uh, also, talking about one that almost became, if it wasn't for the fact that the holiday and getting to the theater sometimes is hard on the holiday, that's why we're doing an older film, which we'll get to in a minute. But uh, this was the one that almost got it. Dream Scenario. That's the new Nick Cage movie. I definitely oh, want to right. see that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so keep your eyes posted. We're going to do that. Are and, you uh, dreaming about me? Yes. And then, of course, Betrayal. Betrayal will be the last movie that comes out uh, this week. And then let's go to next week, coming out on December the 1st. That's right. We're almost into December. Can you believe that? Oh, Jesus. Ron, I can't believe it myself. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch of smaller movies coming out, but the big movies coming out, The Shift, which is coming to uh, Netflix. And then uh, the two big ones coming to the theaters. Silent Night, which will be that week's 3FN Movie Club review, and also Godzilla Minus One, which will be a special review for the patrons. And what we're going to do with that one, this is going to come out for the patrons first, and then we're going to put it out a week later for all of you fine folks. So so that week, you're going to get two reviews. They're going to come out, but the patrons are going to get that one first, because I want to put that out there, because I'm a big Godzilla fan. So I'm going to see that as of right now, tentatively uh, on the Wednesday before that comes out okay. uh, an IMAX in Syracuse. Nice. Because <laughs> they're doing an early showing. So that's what I'm planning on doing, folks. I, I almost was going to a press screening that would be going on right now as we're recording. But unfortunately, they filled up before I got my thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Here. So I'm kind of I'm kind of upset about that. Sorry, Just because I wanted to see Godzilla minus one. No, I that's agree. It. I, I would have let you go. Oh, I, I'm, I, I was going either way. Just <laughs> there, was, there was no questions there. I, I would have just been getting chicken wings a little bit earlier tonight. <laughs> there you go. Well, with that being said, let's move on to this week's top three. And uh, in honor of Thanksgiving, we are going to do the uh, top three things we are thankful for this year in entertainment. That's right, in entertainment. So it could be movies, it could be comics, it could be books, it could be TV, it could be music, whatever you want to pick in entertainment. This is an entertainment podcast. Let's do the top three things we are thankful for in entertainment this year. Ron, what is your top three? 
Well, don't worry. It's not Taylor Swift, so you don't have to worry about that. The Eras Tour. The Eras I, I'm, Tour. I'm surprised you're It's really good, that. though. You should go see it. Okay. It's really good. I mean, it's it's not bad, but don't worry. It's not that. Um, surprisingly, I did not know this was getting another season, and I didn't know it was on until I turned it on Netflix and it was there. Um, Big Mouth Season 7. I know you and Diesel kind of tapped out of Big Mouth. A little bit, a little bit. And I understand why. But uh, this season's actually probably just, I'd say, almost as good as the first season. Um, So I was happy for that. Uh, Number two, uh, another Netflix show that that had a good ending to their series, Sex Education. Okay. It was, once again, the last season was really good, like almost as good as the first season. Um, And it gives a nice little... Uh, and bookend to the into the series. So. Absolutely. And then number one, I'm just going to say it, Ahsoka. Let's face it, uh, love, love that series. It was amazing. It was a badass. Yeah, and and that's only because I can't remember all the news stories from earlier in the year. People, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, we're getting up there. Yeah, like if, if I could remember a news story or something, I might have thrown one in, but I just couldn't remember one. Uh, well, I'm not going with any new. Well, one's kind of a news story, but it's an event. Is that the number three slide? It's not because it wasn't important. It's because we wouldn't be doing this list if it wasn't for the fact that WGA and SAG after got their deals. So True. congratulations. Thank you for uh, bringing us back. Thank you for giving them the motherfucking bag. And in three years, remember this and don't be holding out and being stingy over there at the AMPTP. Uh, so, you know, hey, stand with the uh, people who are getting paid, baby. Yeah. Uh, next up in my number two spot is Disney Plus series because I was going to call them both out because I was a big fan of not only Ahsoka, but I was also a big fan of a lot of other things. Well, they're including Loki season two. I was also a fan of the Marvels. Uh, you know, there's right. a, you know there's a, there's some good stuff over there at Disney. Disney uh, Plus is doing the Lord's work when it comes yeah. to the Marvel and the Star Wars TV series. Even uh, Andor was really good. See, I, I got halfway through it, and I'm like, I'm ripping my eyes. It was out. not as good as Ahsoka. I will say that. But but I, I, I got. I do have to rewatch it. And um, Loki, I understand why people enjoyed season two. I didn't like season two. It was it just it wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. But I loved the fucking ending for Loki. So, so it's weird. Like I was glad. I'm not upset that I saw it, and that ending paid off to watch that whole series. I mean, so, gun to the head. If you made me pick one property, it's going to be Ahsoka. Let's be honest. Well, no, I, I I get it. I just was telling people why I didn't pick Loki because I'm like I'm not. I didn't like season two until the end. And my number one, because it took us back to pre-pandemic for just a week, actually a whole fucking month. Let's be honest, or better. But that that weekend in particular. Barbenheimer, because uh, both both delivered, both got certified nerd on the nerd scale. I, I know we both uh, graded those movies amazingly. They're both worthwhile, worthwhile seeing. If you still haven't seen Oppenheimer or the Barbie movie yet, what rock are you living under? Because I don't know anybody who hasn't seen them. Did you hear they're making... Barbenheimer, Barbenheimer, the movie yeah. about a doll that goes to the world, yeah. realize that we're shit, and comes back to make a nuclear bomb. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. But you know what? I, I, I want to see it. But Barbenheimer weekend, it returned us to like pre-pandemic, yes. where you had two monster movies come out and make all the monies. And I, I, you know, this year has been a weird one. You know, early on in the year, we had the Super Mario Brothers movie make a ton what? of money, and then pretty much the only other movies that made over a billion dollars were. Barbie and, yeah. and Oppenheimer. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Super Mario Brothers is probably a close fourth in all this too, but it, it's Super Mario Brothers it was an entertaining movie. I enjoyed it. I, I would watch it again, but it just 
I need more Barbenheimer weekends. As being, us as fans of going to the movies and going to the movie theaters, those are the kind of weekends that reinvigorate the box office and makes it a lot better for those of us who love to go. So Barbenheimer was my number one for that reason. Of course, if you would like to hit us with your top three, hit us up on the social medias or on the email or however you would like to uh, get a hold of us. And that can be done by all that information can be found at 3FNPodcast.com. Now that we are exiting Diesel's movie triple stuff, it is time to get into the first part of the main event because it's time for Welcome to 3FN's Movie Club. Refreshments are available in the lobby. And please, keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers. And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. That is right, it is now time for this week's 3FN Movie Club Review. And as I mentioned in the open, this week we will be reviewing the brand new Eli Roth film, Thanksgiving. And uh, of course, if you are new to the show or just need a reminder on how we do things when we talk about new movies, we're going to run that down right now. But if you're new to the show and this is your first episode of listening, thank you for giving us a shot and a try. Please uh, consider going to listen to other reviews we've done. We hope you find it entertaining. Like I say, we're a movie review podcast with a lot of adult flair and humor. <laughs> so if you uh, have a good time, we hope you stay on and join us each and every week. And uh, for those of you who just need a reminder, thank you for uh, rejoining us. But this is how we do it because it's a new movie movie we do two different sections that are separated by a break so this first section is going to be completely spoiler free that's right you have nothing to worry about i will give you the spoiler free synopsis from my own synopsis of the movie then we will go into the stats followed by who made the movie who starred in the movie and then our thumbs up thumbs in the middle our thumbs down recommendation then we will take a break on the other side of the break we will give you one final warning and before we end into end up in the spoiler full review and then finally, we will play the game to find out what the scores from around the internet were before giving you our scores for Thanksgiving. Ron, are you ready to talk about Thanksgiving? Let's go. All right, I believe. Man, I got a story to tell. Thanksgiving, and this is normally Diesel's job, so I'm going to try my best. <laughs> Thanksgiving is a movie where a group of friends who uh, just happen to be related to the owner of a massive supermarket or sorry, Walmart type store, I should say, they uh, inadvertently cause a ruckus on Black Friday that costs some people their lives. A year later, a man dressed as John Carver is there to get his revenge or her revenge. Huh? Like how I twisted it there. I could we see don't that. know. We I don't could, know who's under the mask. I could see that. Actually, that's really And good. guess what? There will be no Leftovers. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I love the, ca the catchphrase was used like twice in the movie. And it was amazing. It was great. So with that, uh, that is the, the the spoiler free synopsis for Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving had a runtime or came out on November seventeenth of twenty twenty three with a runtime of one hundred and five minutes. Budget of fifteen million dollars estimated, and it made domestically ten point two million dollars on opening weekend and twelve point six million worldwide. So it's on its way to make its money back. And uh, hey, low budget makes it a lot easier and nicer. Yes. All right, now that we know the stats, let's find out. Who made this shit? 
And of course, the director of this film was Eli Roth. His first movie, Cabin Fever in 2002, first full-length movie, I should say. Uh, he would then make Hostel, the Grindhouse films, which is where the trailer for Thanksgiving came from that spawned the idea for the movie. Hostel Part 2, The Green Inferno, Knock Knock, and he was also the director of the Death Wish remake. Okay. Next up, screenplay. First of all, Eli Roth, and he has uh, written every movie with the exception of the Death Wish remake that he's he's directed. Plus, he also wrote The Man with the Iron Fist. Remember that? It was oh, the, yeah. the RZA from uh, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan's movie. Uh, the other writer on this was Jeff Rendell, who uh, he was the screenplay and story, and uh, the only other film he wrote for was Grindhouse. He was actually the one who also wrote for the trailer for this movie. Well, the trailer that inspired this movie, we yes. should say. Next up, the director of photography, Milan Chadima. Uh, Milan's first movie, Hostel, in 2005. He would also be okay. the DP on Grindhouse and also the DP on Hostel Part 2, and then some smaller movies as well. Composer of this film, Brandon Roberts. First movie, High Frank, in 2002. Underwater, Black Box, Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Okay. And most recently, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines, he's, he's been the composer on. So, pretty good uh, pedigree nice. for some, uh, like not for a lot of credits, but some pretty impactful ones but now that we know who made the movie it's time to find out who starred in it for the love of god will someone please punch me in the face so i can see some scars and of course this movie's got a bigger cast so we're just going to do short dives on everybody there are some people that you would recognize from being stars of the past or now uh playing sheriff eric is the legendary dr mcdreamy himself Patrick Dempsey, uh, Can't Buy Me Love, Enchanted, uh, Transformers. He was in Transformers films, or one of them at least, in 2011. And then Grey's Anatomy, uh, for those, if, for you uh, older folks like us, we know him from a ton of stuff, but that's what you know. Uh, playing Mitch Collins, Ty Olson. Uh, you might remember Ty Olson from X2, where he played Mitchell Lorio. Also from War of the Planet of the Apes, Rise of the Planet of the Apes, and The Chronicles of Riddick. Uh, so he's done a, quite a quite a few things. Next up, legendary actress Gina Gershon playing Amanda Collins. And Gina Gershon, let's be honest, you know her from everything. Bound, Killer Joe, P.S. I Love You, Showgirls. Showgirls. Uh, and of course, uh, Ron, what is that movie that we like to torture Diesel with that she was in? I could eat a peach for hours. Because I could take your face off. <laughs> uh, so she's in that movie as well. Uh, playing uh, the uh, the stepmother, if you will, Kathleen Karen Cliche. And Karen Cliche, you've seen her in Saw 6, Mutant X, Flash Gordon, and Adventure Inc., amongst other things. Playing our lead uh, heroine, if you will, would be uh, Nell Verloc playing Jessica, and uh, you might remember her from the Marijuana Conspiracy, the show Bull, Zoo, and many more. Next up, playing uh, the role of Bobby was Jalen Thomas Brooks. Uh, you might be familiar with Jalen Thomas Brooks from the Walker Texas Ranger remake that was just called Walker. Oh, he was Jesus. also in Rebel in Animal Kingdom, so oh, not a ton of big movies. Once again, you're going to notice that with a lot of the young cast. They're kind of newcomers. That's kind of like the M.O. of Eli Roth, yes. by the way. Uh, next up, playing the role of Lonnie was Mika Monson. Uh, Mika Monson's from uh, Canada, so he's been in some different Canadian movies, but uh, you might remember him from Netflix's Designated Survivor and uh, the Reacher's Back uh, okay. movie for Prime, sorry. Yes. Next up, playing Lizzie. 
by the way, Lizzie was uh, has one of the my my better deaths in this movie. How 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 wonderful was she as a waitress? Uh, that would oh, be, that was the waitress. Yes, yeah. that would be Amanda Barker. Amanda Barker, you would remember her from '88, uh, uh, a movie called "You Got Trumped," and uh, the Gay Victorians. Uh, so <laughs> once again, this is probably her biggest role. So good for her. Next up, playing Amy would be Shaylin Griffin. Uh, Shaylin Griffin, you would remember her from uh, Lady Ada's Secret Society. And uh, webcam cheerleaders, <laughs> once again, Ooh. that should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> Making an appearance in this movie, stand-up comedian and conspiracy nut Tim Dillon. Oh, yeah, that's I true. I was super yeah. excited to see him as a schedule. Playing the other security guard, just known as Doug, would be Chris Sandyford. And Chris Sandyford, you know him from uh, What We Do in Shadows. He plays Derek on that yes. show. Uh, and I love him for it. And he was also in Moonfall. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah, he was in Moonfall now. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the role of Gabby... Addison Ray, and uh, I'm sure that a lot of people are familiar with her work. Uh, she's also been on He's All That, Fashionista, Animal Friends, and uh, a, a lot of other work as well. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love how you're like, yes. No, it's true. Playing Evan was Tommaso Sanelli. Uh, I liked Evan. He was the, the football player oh, that the, 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 the punched the, 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 the yeah. white kid. Yes. Uh, he was on Titans. You remember? Yes, he was the, the young uh, Dick Board. Also, oh, he was yeah. in Shadow Hunters and Holly Hobby. Interesting. Uh, playing the role of Scuba, my fa- one of my favorite characters <laughs> in this whole movie, Gabriel Davenport. Uh, and Scuba is, uh, you've known him from Steal Away, a Hotel for the Holidays, and Mistletoe Time Machine. So he loves those uh, Free V and Tubi uh, Christmas movies. Hey. I don't know why, because I think he would be a badass in a movie. I'd like to see him in more. Oh, he should be getting more, but I mean, hey, whatever pays the bills for right now. And last but not least, or no, we have two more on the deep dives. We have Yulia, played by Jenna Warren. And uh, you know Jenna Warren is a voice on My Little Pony. She plays uh, Sunny Starscout, uh, the voice mm-hmm. of, I should say. Also, she's uh, on Thomas the, the Engines Go, All Engines Go. Uh, she plays Carly, okay, uh, the so voice of Carly. Voice, a lot of voice so, acting. Yeah, Nice. And the last one that we're going to bring up is, of course, the role of Ryan Pied by Milo Monaghan. And uh, Milo Monaghan, you might know him from Zombies 3. Journey to Bethlehem and School Spirits. <laughs> so Disney, like I said, Disney, and Disney. Yes, all Disney, all Disney, all the time. I think I did forget to mention though, real quick, that the uh, father in this is a legend, a legendary character actor, Rick Hoffman, playing Thomas Wright. Uh, you know him from Suits, Billions, Ballers, Hostel. Uh, yeah, everything, dude. dude, dude, dude he's he, always Lewis. If you see him in a in a in a movie, you know exactly who he is. I almost almost overlooked him, and I apologize for that. No. That's how big this cast was. A lot of young up and comers. That could be a good or bad thing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But Ron, before we take our break and jump into the full spoiler review on the other end of that break, we have to give our spoiler free thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down recommendation. So Ron. What is your recommendation and why, spoiler-free, remind you, for Thanksgiving? All right. Like we said earlier, this is a dark comedy-slash-horror film, and it is it is gruesome. So if you can't handle that, I understand why you're going to pass on it. I understand. I get it. Um, if you are into that kind of uh, movies and storytelling, if you're a fan of Eli Roth, if you're a fan of Hostel, which surprisingly I am, even though it gets me every time I watch it. Uh, this is definitely a thumbs up. It's probably one of the ones that you'll watch probably every season around this time because I don't care what anybody says. The first 20 minutes of this movie was amazing. 
I am going to second the thumbs up. Uh, it's always a caveat. If you don't like horror films, yeah. and you don't like, or even if you like horror films, you don't like gory films, this is not for you. So I will give you that warning, but it is a thumbs up. It is a lot of fun. I will say that my description of this movie, spoiler free, is it is a, on one hand, it is a, I know what you did last summer, slash scream, who done it? And on the other hand, it's kind of like a hostile slash cabin fever meets ready or not. True, because there's a lot of great humor in this movie, but there's a lot of gore in this movie, and it's it's it's, it's an Eli Roth film, so it's it is what it is. And like I said, I enjoyed it, but once again, if you do not, if you're squeamish, this is not the movie for you, probably. So with that being said, that is going to do it for the spoiler-free portion of the show. We are going to take a break. When we come back from the break, we will jump into our full spoiler review of Thanksgiving. What's up, nerds? Tyler Mack here from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Now, you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds, Rich, Ron, and Diesel. Our Nerd Council Brothers. After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod. Hit the subscribe button, give us a rating and a review, and check out 30andnerdypodcast.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Shh. Come just drink the worst No sex. Just a little peek. <laughs> Sit. Mm-hmm. You're fucking crazy, you know that? back from a clip from thanksgiving that would be the trampoline scene and if uh, you'd like to check that out it is on youtube so with that we are coming back and we are going to be diving into the full spoiler review of thanksgiving and what this means for you is if you have not seen thanksgiving and you don't want the movie spoiled this is the time to stop the podcast come back after you've seen it and then resume and find out what we thought however if you've seen the movie or don't care if it gets spoiled this is your time to get ready for the full spoiler review because we're entering the spoiler zone right about now all right so uh, as you know we don't go through the full movie we just kind of jump around a little bit because it's just easier that way and then we give our likes and dislikes before playing the game and finding out what the scores from around the internet were and then finally giving our score so ron are you ready to talk some let's do it thanksgiving i can't i can't make the voice from the original trailer (laughs) so this movie opens and it's thanks it's it's technically thanksgiving 
And uh, we uh, think that it made open hot with the, the killer, but because there's heavy breathing, but it's not. It's the sheriff showing up at the Collins house. And, of course, uh, he's friends with Mitch Collins and his wife, Amanda Collins. And, you know, she makes a, he's, he made a little something, so she makes a comment about, you're going to make some lucky woman happy someday. And, you know, but, you know, it, about their house, they're kind of, a, it's a more modest house. They're of a working class means, and we find out that Mitch has been called into work because he's a manager at the uh, local Walmart ripoff, yeah. which is called, I think it was like Right, right Mart. Was it Right Mart? Or? Yeah, it's Right yeah, Mart because right, right their last yeah. name is Right, so yeah, it's, it's Right Mart, yeah. but they spell their name W-R-I-G-H-T, and it's just R-I-G-H-T on the Mart. Yeah. So, and, and juxtaposed to this, we go over to the house of the owner of Right Mart, and that would be Thomas Wright. And uh, his daughter, Jessica, his new wife, Kathleen, uh, the mayor of the town who uh, and his wife happen to be there as well as the grandmother. And they're having, of course, they have money. They're, you know, living extravagant. So you could see the difference between their extravagance made by, you know, chef's meal compared to the more modest meal from the working class. Yes. Now, we get this little controversy coming up because... Thomas has decided that Right Mart's going to be open on Black Friday, but they're going to open at 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving Day. Yes. Or no, sorry, 8 p.m. Because people line up at 6 p.m. That's right. And so basically what happens is that that's why Mitch has to go in because somebody else decided they weren't going to show up. Probably for the best. Now, we get to the... Eventually, Jessica and her boyfriend, who is also there, Bobby, they leave to go to... I do believe they're going to some kind of party... Uh, movies. Movies. They're going they, to movies. They, were, they were going to go to the movies. Instead but, of the party. Yeah. But before that, they end up by passing by Right Mart and go, oh, I need a new cell phone and I need this and that. So they decide that they're going to stop there. And because, and well, we get there, we get to see all the people pushing on the line with only two security guards, one played <laughs> by Tim Dillon. And they're all standing there. And of course, the group of kids, which is based, it's Jessica and her boyfriend, Bobby. It's Amy, who is, whose boyfriend is Evan. And then it's Yulia with her boyfriend, Scuba. And they all decide that, hey, since I own this damn, this is my dad owns this, we can just go in this side door. So they go in and then they're kind of, the, the guys are kind of uh, mocking the crowd from outside. Yes. And this pisses off the entirety of the people waiting outside, and that causes a stompede. Pretty much. Kind of like what happened like 10 years ago? Yes, pretty much. So what ends up happening is before the stampede breaks off, we see that Amanda Collins has come with the sheriff to bring some dinner to her husband, Mitch. So when when they're getting ready for the stampede, Mitch goes outside to try to mitigate it, and they stay inside. Mitch and the sheriff go outside. And when they come outside and they try to mitigate it, all of a sudden they're storming the doors. And before the guy can unlock it so the things don't happen, the entire glass just shatters. And this is where we get a crazy opening scene. <laughs> like there's a guy who when he walks in, he punctures his neck on the glass and you see just blood just gushing out. But he still gets to uh, his free waffle. His <laughs> free waffle iron. Because that's what they're doing. Of the first hundred people get a free waffle iron and they're running to tackle people for these waffle irons and stomping and stampeding for these waffle irons. The poor guy that went to open the door, the security guard, the door as it crashes comes down on him and the crowd just tramples him to death underneath the door. Yes. The guy with the neck thing, by the way, True story, you know, good good heartwarming story. He makes it to his waffle maker and he gets it in his hands before he collapses. But bad news is not only does he die, but somebody steals the, the waffle maker out of his hands. Yes. Meanwhile, Evan is filming all of this with his girlfriend's phone. 
and it's going crazy in there because at one point in juncture, uh, you know, Bobby goes to try to save that security guy that got pinned under the door. And as he goes, by the way, he is a college guy who is called the guy with the golden arm because he's going to go pro in baseball. And that's until somebody just stomps on his oh. uh, his arm and it looked disturbingly oh, it disgusting. so bad. And, uh, well, he was trying to help the other guy. Now, Amanda Collins falls to the ground. And as she's on the ground, she's trying to crawl out of the way. And, Ron, what happens to Amanda Collins? Uh, she gets hit with a uh, shopping cart. Two right shopping carts. carts. Right in the head. Boom! Just smash her head. Yep. And yep. as it, as as they pull back, the one's got like a hair. piece of her hair stuck in it. And it's ripping it's her like scalp off. Glorious bastards all over. Yes. By the way, that was the uh, that ended up being the uh, Lizzie character that, that we later would find out is a waitress at the uh, diner. Yes. Uh and, of course, now Mitch sees his wife, and he goes into hysterics, and so does the sheriff, and it's 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 crazy. So we find out that this is the Black Friday massacre, pretty much. Yeah, and I, I probably made the comment, I go, well, I'll never get a hotter piece of ass. <laughs> so we fast forward a year later, and there's some things that we notice. First and foremost, uh, Bobby went MIA, just ghosted everybody. Yes. Nobody knows what he's up to. Nobody knows where he went. Nobody knows what's going on. And the uh, rest of the group of friends who are still in high school, which I think is fun, uh, because now Ryan, who was this nerdy kid who uh, tried to, you know, always tried to act nice to Jessica, is now her boyfriend. Yes. And he's a real weird dude. Very weird. So. He he thinks the shit don't stink. Pretty much. So what ends up happening now is that uh, it's a year later. Jessica feels terrible about what happened the year before. Her father uh, just donated some money. Uh, the uh, the video evidence from the uh, store is the, the, the the closed caption TVs are uh, gone. Closed circuit TV, sorry, are gone. So now you know it's just you know let's let it go because hey, if that was ever found, the lawsuits alone would just yes. be traumatic because Kathleen erased them, the wife because she's uh, all about that money. <laughs> She's a cold digger. That's all I'm saying. Uh, So now what ends up happening is they go to the diner and Lizzie's trying to treat them bad. And uh, we find out that the town celebrates. The the town is, of course, Plymouth, uh, Massachusetts. So what they do is they celebrate that this is the birthplace of the first Thanksgiving in John Carver. So that's where the John Carver stuff comes in. And uh, at the diner, every patron gets a John Carver mask the day before because on Thanksgiving, they had a huge, they have a huge parade and they celebrate the town's history. And this is uh, technically is a couple days before Thanksgiving uh, when we first see it because it takes yeah. place over a couple days. They just kind of don't tell you when the time changes. I'll give it that. And uh, after close, Lizzie's, uh, you know, closing up shop. And that's when we get the first look at Mr. John Carver, our killer. And uh, the way he dispatches of Lizzie, first of all, he uh, asked, he's struggling with her, and then he shoves her into the water and sticks her face to the side of the fucking walk-in freezer. <laughs> oh, dude, anybody who's ever worked in a kitchen knows that that's brutal. Yes, it is. And just when she thought she got away, he uh, rams her own car into her, cutting her in half, and then she he prices her bottom half on the uh, the right mark sign. <laughs> with it going up her ass, pretty much. With a sign saying 50% off. <laughs> uh, that's where, it, and by the way, brutal which, kills. Which is probably the second most brutal kill in a diner. Yeah, probably. Ne- ne- next to Brightburn. 
Yeah, that's that's true. That's <laughs> true. So next up, you know, then the uh, group of friends starts getting uh, Instagram messages or whatever they call in this movie because I think they have a different name because obviously they no, don't want to play. Do they call it Instagram? I think they call it the Gram. I think they, they just, call just call it the Gram. Yeah, but they just it's, it's still it, yes. Instagram though. I think they just call it the Gram. But you know how sometimes yeah. in movies they don't want to pay the Zuck, so they just make up their own. Yeah. So anyways, uh, they get these uh, this message about a table setting for all of them <laughs> from John Carver, which which which. Bugs me because they see it, but nobody looks at the names. Yeah, the picture. until later on. Until later on, they're like, oh, wait. Oh, and then they both, we're all set up for the tis spot at the table. Yeah, it's it's wild. So in the meantime, this is uh, kind of like creeping everybody out. And then the killer is going to uh, strike again. We find out some backstory from some of the characters. Bobby comes back to town. Yes. Uh, so now, you know, he's a red herring. You know, Ryan acts weird. He's a red herring. There's a lot of red herrings in this movie. I'll give it credit for that. I, I knew I knew who I was pretty sure who it was early on, but I could see how you would get confused at some point. Because even my kid was like, "Man, I thought it was him," but then like, there's all these other people it could be. Well, so they do do a good. Uh, honestly, they do a good job of mixing shit up. I'll, I'll wait until we get long, a, right, a little right, farther yeah. in before yeah. I put my whole point on that whole thing. So I, I'm just saying, I think they did a decent job because there's so many red fucking yeah. herrings. Like everybody could be a fucking killer. So including there's a new deputy. He kind of looks like a fucking hard ass. He's yeah. kind of an asshole. So you well, maybe that, like, that you was think, that was the first major real red herring. Yeah. he comes in. He starts. Yeah, he starts saying fuck you to the Asian detective, not knowing it was a detective, which you would think he would know it was a detective. If you're going into the the uh, that precinct, mm. but whatever, small details. Because when they meet immediately after the first killing, he's like, "Oh yeah, we met," you know. But like, he's definitely there. Um, yeah, he's a douche. Yeah, pretty much. So, anyways, we end up with like we meet some other uh, characters like McCar- uh, McCordy. He's throwing a party every year, and he's got this other little helper. But he always has guns and booze, and it's 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 fucking crazy. Like, there's a lot of just crazy stuff that's going on. We're gonna skip around a lot here because like. There's the backstory is cool, but it's not really important to the yeah. the, the the moral of the story, yeah. if you will. So it's discovered basically that they the killer is going through that video that was put up on their version of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Evan put up, who says he never put up, but it was him. Yeah. And they basically they're going. He's going after whoever was in the video because he holds them responsible for the Black Friday massacre. So. Now we start to see people getting picked off because like they're picking people out of the, the lineup. So uh, there was a jock, the, the trampoline scene we we're just talking about. There was a jock from a, a rival school who Evan had punched in the mouth at a football game and his cheerleader girlfriend. And uh, the way that trampoline scene works out is as he says, no sex, as you heard there. And as he, he goes there, she's just doing uh, basically going to be doing a strip tease on a trampoline yeah. and he's watching. And then he gets his head literally twisted around backwards. <laughs> and then uh, she, uh, the knife starts coming up through the trampoline, cuts her Achilles. She falls and she gets stabbed a bunch of times as she's bouncing. She's getting stabbed uh, to her death. Pretty gruesome. vicious. Yeah. And then we start to get the kidnapping element at some point because John Carver hunts them down to the school and he kidnaps Evan and Amy and takes them, you know, we don't know where. And then he's stalking and hunting down Yulia, but Scuba and Jessica make the save. And this is after this is after Jessica thinks it might be Ryan or it might be Bobby, so she doesn't want to talk to either one. Yeah. And her and Scuba become like fucking the team to go. They go the get Scooby a gun. Gang. Yeah, they go get a gun. <laughs> 
They end up at Yulia's house, who Yulia's dad is kind of like a Russian mafia guy. Dude, he's awesome. But, and he's awesome until he gets killed. Him and the fucking... Well, no, no, he, no. You no, get, get tranked. You get tranked. Him and the him and the cop got tranked. Yep. And that allows him to go up. And he was just going to kidnap, I'm assuming, Yulia. But when they came in, they pulled a gun on him. And uh, he, uh, quick thinking, throws Yulia onto a uh, circle, a table saw. <laughs> Yes, and whoo, that was a that was oh, gruesome. All oh, guts and everything everywhere. Gruesome. Yes. So uh, at this point in juncture, they have to come up with a plan. We're not going to hide anymore. So the plan come the plan they come up with, Ron, is they decide that they're going to go to the parade still. Yes, and which is retarded. And get on the foot. And mind you, the, the 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 sheriff is all the one behind the idea. And when you come back, we're going to hide everywhere so they don't know we're here. And uh, <laughs> I, I shit you not. And then we're going to ambush the guy when he comes to try to kill you. You know, it's good. It is a Scooby-Doo plan if there has ever been a Scooby-Doo plan in a horror movie. And this leads to some fun shit because during the parade, they're looking out. They're looking for everybody in a John Carver mask. And all of a sudden, and, and of course, Mitch and his uh, crew of protesters, they interrupt because Mitch is a suspect, obviously. Yeah. And all of a sudden, while that goes on and everybody's distracted, there's the turkey kind of water in the street and we see a clown come from out of nowhere. You and, see, well, you see the clown in the in the background when it's it's a it's a spooky clown. Yeah. And you're like, that's a little out of place. And then you see an axe. And, and what does he do with that axe? And it comes across the turkey's neck and the turkey, and mind you, it's a costume turkey. So there's a person, person inside, inside of it. And the head goes flying off. And it's <laughs> gruesome, and the crowd is like, <laughs> and start, yeah, start, And that's when hysteria starts. So the deputy tries to throw the family, the right family, plus Scuba, into a, a cop car and get them the hell out of yes. there. And uh, when he does that, uh, he gets end up getting attacked, not killed, but attacked. By the clown. The clown. And then the clown throws a flashbang in the car. Flashbang, smoke grenades, you know, so they're like all of a sudden thinking it's ex military. And then all of a sudden he uh, just tranks all of them in the backseat. Yep. And then the next thing you know, the police are trying to track him down, the sheriff. Everybody's trying to track him down. And we get the uh, closing scenes of this movie. Like I said, we jumped around a lot, obviously. Uh, but when we come into the close, <laughs> oh. so first of all, what, when we get to this place, we don't know where they are yet. But when we get to this place, Kathleen is uh, coming to, and she's faking like she's still asleep. But what's happening to her? What she she's laying on a, a tray of sorts, right? No, she's getting uh, prepped to be cooked in the oven. Well, you know, at the time we don't know what she's. Oh, being she's done. getting basted. Based, she's getting basted with butter, and yeah. we're like, "What the fuck is she's getting put salt on her and pepper on her?" So we can only assume what's going to happen. But then she escapes off the table, and it leads to a little bit of a hunt. Which but, I give her credit for. Yeah, she she, 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 she she did good. She almost got out. She almost made it. Almost she almost made it. it. If it wasn't for those darn kids, now there was no kids. But <laughs> she ends meddling up, dog too. She ends up getting caught, and she is. Uh, how is she dispatched of Ron? She is thrown in the oven and cooked for Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, well, we're gonna get to there. But I, I, my personal favorite touch on this that makes it a little more humorful is that he shuts the door. Then he opens the door back up to stick one of those uh, oh, done pins yeah, yeah, in there. Yeah, the, the, and then, of course, you know, we come back. It, it, like, it does a little fade away and comes back to her being all uh, dehydrated yeah, and dead. It, and all of a sudden it goes, 
pop. <laughs> so even if it's disturbing, there there was some humor in there. So next thing you know, we are at the table. Now, we had seen the table earlier because he cut uh, the security card that was played by Tim Dillon. He ended up tracking him to his house and cutting his head off. By the way, the best part of that scene that we missed over is that after he kills Tim Dillon's character, he then, the cat's like looking by its bowl like it's oh, yeah. hungry, and he feeds the cat. Not, not Tim Dillon. He feeds the cat real food and pets yeah. the cat and leaves. The killer yeah. does after he puts Tim Dillon's head in a duffel bag. Yep. So when he gets back there, his head is on a plate, his place setting. Lizzie, the the her half her body that he didn't put on the sign, is sitting in a chair in her seat. But they're already dead. And now we have Amy, Evan, Scuba, Jessica, and then uh, uh, Mr. Wright yeah. is all sitting at the table. And they're well, they're not sitting at the table. They're tied to the table and they have uh, gags in their mouth. Yeah. So there's something big on the table in the middle, but everything else looks like it's a it's a dinner. And uh, we he comes out and at the same time the cops think they're going to capture him down, but no, there's a he's been putting a cell phone to record a monitor so they can't Saw style. Him. Yeah, Saw so too. So he it's all live stream. And uh, the big reveal of, uh, the, the, he's talking to a voice modulator, but the big reveal is that in the middle of the table, instead of a turkey, it is Kathleen splayed up like a turkey without a head, and then the revealing that her head is on her plate. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. So now <laughs> he's talking, and he says, before we go any further, we have to go around the table and say what we're thankful for. And he gets to Evan. He goes, we'll start with you. And he puts the fucking mount down. This is brutal, by the yeah, way. Yeah, it is. He puts his head down, and, you know, there's some comments made, and he takes this, like, meat tenderizer mallet, just Yo. oversized, oh. and smashes his head in multiple times. Yes. It is disturbing. It is very and you get to see the mush all over the place. Oh. They did a good job with the gore here. Now, after that happens, he goes over to uh, the, the one girl who was almost dead that was in the refrigerator. Yes. That, that would be Gabby. Because it was uh, wine. <laughs> yeah. And punctures her neck. Well, she's still kind of alive. She's, yeah. ha she's pretty much dead, but, you know, she's going to yeah, die here. Punctures the neck to fill the cup with her blood and calling it wine. Yeah. And now he's moving over to uh, Thomas, the, uh, the father. And he's talking about getting ready to carve the bird. Now, before he does that, though, before they got on the uh, the uh, the boat for the parade, they run into McCordy again. And McCordy, uh, his dad was like a fucking badass in the military, but that's why they own a gun shop, and he is a, responsible for underage children. And when they get the gun, they get it from McCordy. He gives them a gun, and uh, he, they never really explain his like connection to them, other than he's the party thrower. But he seems to be kind of like their guardian angel in a he's, lot of ways. Yeah, he's one of the, he's. How do, he's, he's a weird guy, okay, he's, but he's he, a nice guy. He's one of those guys that peaked in high school and never got over it. Let's just put it how it is. Right. So he still hangs on to the high school crowd. Right. But he's not a creep. He's not a creep, but he's also nice to them. Yeah, he's nice to them. Like he, like he just wants like he doesn't mind like he doesn't mind people. He wants people to come to the house and have a good time and party, but he wants it in his. So he know so he knows they're safe. Right. Like, like he's one of those. It's a weird. Uh, thing that he does like i get it where nowadays it'd be like it's considered creepy and all mm. that stuff but he's not making sexual advances to anybody no he's just like oh come to the house have a party pay to get in drink some beers have a good time but it's like so he can watch it because like i think he did something you know something could have happened to him back in the day or something it's, it's a weird yeah. scenario but that's what basically how he is so when they get the gun he's kind of like hey take yeah. care of yourselves he also shows her that we have a bunch of tactical shit so he shows her this knife that pulls out of a, yeah. a, a, a but belt he, but he grabs uh at, at the 
uh, parade. He gives her this right. He gives dad. her. He he says, "For good luck, this is my dad's ring for my rat." Yeah, and he just tells her, "It's for good luck." It's for good luck. And you don't you don't you don't think anything yeah. of it. But then, as she's sitting there tied with her hands behind her back, she moves her hand just right, and a blade pops out of the fucking ring. Because why wouldn't it be tactical? Because yeah. yeah. that's what they do. So the good news is, is she starts cutting her hands free, and then she passes the ring after she cuts her hands free to Scuba. Scoop. Yep. And then Scuba cuts Scuba. his hand free. And uh, in the meantime, though, John Carver, that's what we're going to call him right now because that's the killer's outfit he's in. John Carver uh, proceeds to uh, carve the bird. Ron, he takes a little bit of thigh meat off of, <laughs> off of Kathleen. Oh, it's so bad. Oh. And, he puts the, and he puts it on Thomas's plate. And he basically says, hey, listen, you can either die right now and I'll slit your throat. Or you could have a piece of your wife. That was disturbing. Very disturbing. But before we can get that, before he has to eat a piece of his wife, Scoob bum rushes him. Him and uh, Jessica are up and they're out and they go for the run. And Scoob, of course, you know, Make sure she gets out. We thought he might have died. He does not die. He just gets an axe to like like his arm. It just cuts his arm. Yeah. Doesn't cut it off. Just cuts his arm. And the uh, John Carver chases down uh, young Jessica. But Jessica climbs over a fence. She gets hung up on her mom's uh, charm bracelet. And he swings the axe. And the axe just happens to miss her hand and catches the that to knock her down. Kind of twists her ankle a little bit. That yes. was kind of gruesome yeah. a little bit. It didn't, it didn't go as bad as it was. And she kind of gets ran off, and she runs off, and she's by where the uh, float parades are, or floats are for the parade, and she sees a cop car with the sheriff knocked out next to it. And come to find out, as she goes inside, she sees Bobby, and he goes, uh, and and he takes off the mask. He takes off the mask, and he's in there, and she goes, "Oh my God, it was Bobby!" And then the sheriff's back up, and the sheriff goes, "Yeah, I tried to get him. I I got him cornered. I was gonna, you know, get him. He jumped, but he jumped out of my trunk, and he hit me in the head, and he knocked me down." He was like, "So basically, he's like, go in this office and lock yourself in, and I'm gonna get him." And he starts firing. You hear like six shots, and then the sheriff comes in, and then the other cops are there, and basically, you're like, "Oh, okay, here we are." At the end of the movie, it was Bobby. And what's going on? So the cops are all hunting for Bobby. The sheriff's in there. They all go leave and go take care of the family because now they know where they are. They're at the old Carver house. So they go there to take care of the family and the survivors. And then the sheriff goes... Well, I'm going to go. She goes, can I just get a minute to myself? Because Jessica's had, yeah, she's had yeah. a long day. She found out her ex-boyfriend's possibly a killer. Yep. You know, she pushed away her new boyfriend because she thought he might have been a killer. She almost died. She had to see the uh, cooked bird of her stepmom, even though she didn't <laughs> like her stepmom. Yeah, I don't think. That's, he, that's a little he, terrifying. You know what I mean? Much. She had to see her friend get thrown on a table saw and gutted. <laughs> like, uh, there's a lot of shit that's happened to her in the last 24 hours. Let's just be honest. So uh, as she's sitting there. She's looking at, uh, she looks down, she sees, you know, Bobby's phone, and for whatever reason, she takes the phone. We don't get that at first, because when she comes back in the room, the sheriff comes back in the room, she looks down, and she happens to see that at the bottom, because while she's she's sitting there, sorry. She's sitting there picking picking off burdocks off her, and if you're from the Northeast, you know what burdocks is, and you know how much pain in the ass it is to get freaking off. So she looks down when the sheriff comes back in, and reckon you realize there's burdocks Stuck to the bottom of, like, on his shoes and the Shoot, bottom of his pants. Boots in his pants, yes. And earlier in the sh- in the movie, the, the uh, by the way, before the sheriff leaves, she goes, thank you for helping me and all you've done. And uh, earlier in the movie, he had told her that, you know, these guys, they make a small mistake. And that's how we get them. Yep. 
And she looks and she goes, I think I'm going to be sick. And he, you know, he goes, she, he's like, oh, like, it's understandable. You had a long day. And then he looks down and realizes she has the burdocks. And that's where it changes. He shuts the door and locks it and goes, you know, it's always the small mistakes. You know, if, if only if you, if you wouldn't have gotten off of that fence. Yeah, if you were only hanging on that fence a moment longer. that I wouldn't even have this problem. Yep. Because I was going to flame, frame it all on Bobby and it was going to be over. And he goes through the whole thing and she asks him why. And uh, this is the reveal. And I don't know why it had to happen here. So that little look that he had between Amanda, Gina Gershon's character, and him, we find out that him and Amanda were having an affair and she was pregnant with his child. Which is stupid which i was like i don't think we needed this part no. unless you were going to use it earlier but we should have shown more but the, i'll give that one of the complaints we'll talk about in a minute yeah and uh he's about to go take her out and she real she tells him yep she, you were on live stream the whole damn time yeah you're you're the only one or she was you know the woman was the only one that got him out of the dark hole that he was in because his wife left him yes <laughs> that, that's like oh, oh yo she goes oh you didn't ask me what i was thankful for and he goes oh what are you thankful for and she goes i'm thankful for live streams hell yeah, yeah. and she pulls up the phone because she was I'm, live streaming I'm thank, no i'm thank you i'm thankful for the for the service in this building so i could live stream you yes. and uh so she's being live streamed so she goes after her and she's trying to get the uh the, the axe they're fighting over it all of a sudden something goes whipping through the window because remember bobby's got a golden arm yeah. he knocks him kind of down and they uh go to get out and there's a little bit of uh, different struggles that go on but needless to the say bust. yes so needless to say so she uh, turns on at one point the helium to blow up this gigantic clown balloon and uh, as a distraction and they can't get out and then she uh, uses the uh, uh the the blunderbuss to just shoot the fucking which balloon which she blows had to use up. her uh, bracelet with her mother's charm in it to, because it's a blunderbuss and she couldn't put anything else in it. Well, she lost all the. the I the know, bullets. but come on. And then she had to kiss it before it went in, and then put it in. And you know, mom she blows saved up the her. Gas. Mom saved her. Poof, and he's <sighs> on fire. But then we don't know. What if he's still alive? There's people coming out in uh, firemen's outfits. What if he was still alive? So, they, did, they did make the news report did say they didn't find a body. Right, but they all everything got incinerated. Yes. So they tried to whatever, but she's still whatever. Then we get the final jump scare because it goes to her in bed with Ryan, and then all of a sudden she goes up because she hears a noise in the closet, and boom, there's a fiery sheriff that grabs yeah. a hold of her. Nightmare and then she street. then she wakes up in bed and there's nothing. So uh, the nightmare on Elm Street ending. They give us they give us a little bit of a tease, you know. And that's pretty much the movie. Like I said, we didn't go through everything. There's a lot of great kills in it and everything else. But we'll talk about that here in likes and dislikes. And we'll start there. Let's start with the the likes or the kills. Holy well, shit, these, yes. this movie had great kills. I mean, not just grotesque ones, but great ones. I mean, we had the knife on the trampoline, which was fucking creative as shit. Uh, we had the oven. which yeah. you know. Like it or not, the oven was a hell of a death. That opening scene at the Black Friday Massacre, yes. that was some crazy brutal shit. Yes. On top of that, you had, you know, the saw, the table saw was insane. Uh, uh, the cutting, the, the, her getting cut in half yep. with the, the lid of the garbage can in the car. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's a, they're, all, they're all legit kills. Like, they're all there. I mean, some of them are a little over the top, but it, it's what it needs to be. It's Eli Roth. It's fine. Yeah, but it plays into the comedy role. Yeah. I mean, when the when the guy in the turkey suit gets his head chopped off, which it is kind of funny, which is he was the other one on the on the other side of the two shopping carts that, yes. hit, that run into amy th that was the other dude yeah that, that's the one part so he got that and distraction so it was good stuff so yeah the, i thought that those the, the kills were great in this movie i like the humor in this movie i thought it was very uh i thought i'd like the atmosphere they did a good job of like yes. the backgrounds and stuff uh the composing of the movie was great like the soundtrack yeah. 
Uh, so all the technical boxes were checked for me. Um, also, I thought the acting was good, for, especially from actors and actresses who have not done a lot of work. They're still young, and they did, they've done yeah. very few things compared to other people. And I thought they did a really, really good job in this movie. I do. I do too. Uh, any other likes you want to throw in there? Um, it's kind of a like and a dislike at the same time. They kind of make Plymouth feel smaller than it is. They kind of make it feel like a very small town, even though it's pretty decent size. Well, um, to be fair, it's East Plymouth. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but still, like, it, yeah, right. yeah I'm just, like, like, I get what you're saying. It, it's like they make it feel like it's just very small. Everybody knows everybody, blah, 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 blah. And I don't think it's that small. But no, it's, it's not. But it's, it, it's, it's fine. It's, 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 it's pros and cons. I yeah. Get it. Um, it, overall, uh, to the, con- the concept, I give the concept. I, I like the concept. I like the it being in a, somewhat of an original idea taking from other key horror movies like I Know What You Did Last Summer, Scream, um, this, like the couple Saw aspects here and there, uh, a couple of the other, like you said, uh, uh, Ready or Not, and uh, the other one you said earlier, I forget, I'm sorry. But it's all it's, it, it all feeds together to this. And, and that, that's what made this movie very enjoyable to me. Yeah, it's, a, it's at the end of the day, it's a very enjoyable film, and it's very entertaining. It's more of a dark comedy, but it has very grotesque portions of it. All right, so now let's go to the, the dreaded dislikes. What's some of your dislikes? And uh, I know it's probably the killer was a little easy for you. Huh? Uh, I, like, I, I figured out the killer basically right away, but I thought they were going to do the scream ending with two killers because when it's uh, the killer in full outfit, he's too skinny and too tall through most of it <laughs> yeah but like scream logic they just do that to throw yeah. you off which is weird yeah which is fine i get it but it's the ending seems a little like there should be two people because when she's at the school she talked to the sheriff and the new deputy sheriff and was looking at them the whole entire time while their friends were getting changed <laughs> right through the window and then all of a sudden they're being chased and kidnapped and all that stuff. So it should like the right then and there should have been killer number two. Um, now, not saying it's not going to be revealed in part two because <laughs> this there could be a part two to this. And that could be what he's trying to go for is the shocker that it was actually this other person, whichever one it happens to be, quote unquote, the tall, skinny <laughs> Ryan, the Ryan, whole time. Ryan, Ryan was helping. Like Ryan was the one in the mask most of the time, except for at the end. I go, I could see that. Um, also, possibly in the clown outfit. I would think that was the sheriff though, because the sheriff wasn't around at that point. Like he had disappeared. Because the deputy is the one that like grabs them. True, true. So right. he was, he was, he was saying he was going to be stationed inside that building. So he could, he was probably the one in the clown outfit, in probably, my opinion. Probably, but it just seemed like it, like the size comparison to Dem- uh, Patrick Dempsey there, and the you know what the killer killer was. It's just like, okay, think, think, think it's somebody else. And I get it that they're trying to get the red herrings out there. So you're trying to guess through the whole thing. But I, you know, I really thought they were going to do the scream two ending where there was two killers and it was trying, I was trying to figure out the second killer. I think you were in the same boat too. I'm pretty. Yeah, yeah there's a lot of red herrings. I didn't know. Yeah. Like I said, I I I figured it was going to be the sheriff, and then I was kind of like, I don't know, and maybe it's not. But I I really never gave up on it being him. Well, I was like you. I think there's going to be multiple killers, or we're going to find out there's an accomplice or whatever, whatever. And then then the whole like the whole concept of just taking out like after watching Saw and stuff like that, like you 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 think of words like, hey, 
I couldn't have done this without you. And they play that, those scenes back when she she has the epiphany that it is him. You know, like, thank you for all your help if I couldn't get this information. You know, because the other kick in the ass is, even though everything at the shop at the shop got erased, it all gets backed up to the place. To her at, house. Uh, to the house. And she was somehow, it still didn't get deleted from the house. Because a year, it takes a year, and it's before the year anniversary. Yeah, and the girl, and the... The, Kathleen didn't know about it. Kathleen didn't know about it and all that stuff. But still, if that whole thing was true, the video probably would have been shown. <laughs> yeah, but then again, once like nobody, if nobody knew about it but her and her dad, then there's a good possibility nobody was going to show that video. True, maybe. So that's but. how he got his hands because basically he played, he worked it out to get some kind of information any way he could. Yeah, and that's how he found more people because all he had before was just the people he could see on that one video that made the internet. Yeah. Then you got added people because, oh, oh, there's this. Yeah, thank there's you. That. Thank you. So, you know, it does make sense. They did they did a good enough job of closing up loopholes. I, I do agree with you. The, the, some of the loopholes are basically the killer and how the mechanics would work. So if there was a second, which we never know. If there's a sequel, we might find out there was two. Uh, but my dislikes for it, like... There was, it was a, I mean, I know it's only an hour and like 45 minutes long, but there's like 15 minutes that could have been cut. And I'm yeah. not saying that is a big negative. It's just like, there's some of that backstory that I was like skipping over. That's really just not important. Like there's no, like there's, there's scenes, like even that scene when they're sitting in the cosmetology thing, just trying to chat and about how we can only trust ourselves. That isn't really needed. It's not needed. It's just there to show that she can go in there and hide because she hides there and hide, does right, right. does but the Scooby Doo thing and ducks her head down behind a bunch of mannequin heads. Right, but it still it still <laughs> makes it, it still doesn't make a difference yeah, really in the I agree. things. And then like uh, or like when the game gets canceled because the one guy gets killed over at the other fucking school. Yes, and you know like you're just like it made no sense for fucking Evan to just go storm off out of the football field to go play football mm-hmm. by himself. You're gonna go play. You can't play by yourself. Watch me. And, yeah, and then all of a yeah, sudden and everybody leaves. Amy and he goes and gets him, and then and, like everything's fine except for they get kidnapped. But yeah. you know nothing's like fucking crazy. Like it's just weird to me. Like there's just shit like that that yeah. there's no reason to actually be in the. You could have just had him been pissy and moping Gone, around, yeah. moping around, and them walking around together, and then finally going in. You're like, okay, I'm gonna go get out of my uniform. And, or you could have used it for yeah. a cheap jump scare even. Yeah. Like, he could have just walked off pissy and his girlfriend went with him. Like, let's walk it off or whatever. Because that means everybody else was already changed and gone. And yeah. then, like, as she was sitting there looking at the sheriff, you could have them, like, startle her. And yeah. be like, oh, we're getting changed. Then we'll go with you. And okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like, then I get that they're trying to, like, explain why they were the only two back there when there's a whole football team. But yeah. there's better ways to do it. It just I, I It's just nitpicky. It's not, like, really, like, whatever. It's just nitpicky. Yeah. And there's just like things like that. And then, like I said, sometimes the plot be damned, but it's a fucking horror movie. So, yeah. you know, there's times that you're like, oh, who gives a shit about the story? You know, this is what it is. And that's kind of where I am with the movie as a whole. So now that uh, we have gone over the full spoiler review, it is now time to find out what places around the Internet have given Thanksgiving. And you know how we like to do that. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> That's right, it is time to play the game. And of course, Diesel is your champion, but he's not here. He forfeits. But, but we know we don't do forfeits <laughs> here, Ron. We have forfeits. A, we have a very different solo player game that we had to come up with a while ago. So we're going to play the solo edition of the game. And how that's played is that Ron is going to be playing against the numbers. And he has to come within 5% or, 0.5 or 5 points or whatever, however you want to look at it of the score. 
If he comes 5% above or below the score, he gets the point, three points, and he wins. If he doesn't get three points, he doesn't win. And uh, to make it a little more fair, I do give a little clue yeah, before yeah. each one. I don't like. I don't even know where to go with this one. All right. Well, I'm here. I'm your Sherpa on this mountain. <laughs> All right, Ron. Let's start the game, and we'll start with IMDb out of ten using points. So that means you have to come within point five above or below. What did they give Thanksgiving? And I will say this: it was an above average film. So it's higher than a five out of ten. I got five point seven in my head. You're gonna go with five point seven. Final answer. Yes. Seven point one. Seven point really? one out of ten. Yes. The, the first one, the clue is always the hardest to give. No, but still, that, that, I, that's impressive. All right. So you know that one. So I'm going to say this. Metacritic, out of one hundred percent, what did they give Thanksgiving? Remember, it's only critics, and it's combined from all over the internet. Here's your clue. This is the lowest score on the entire, and this is a clue for everything, on the entire list. So we know 7.1 has got to be lower than that. I don't, I'm don't. i not saying if that's the lowest score before that, but we know it's at least lower than the 7.1. Ooh. This gives you a clue for other ones, too. 45. 45% is your answer. 64%. That's wow. actually really good for better Wow. It's, that's surprisingly good for, especially a horror movie. So you have to get the next three, Ron. And here's the thing. You now know that none of them are below a 64 and none of them are below a 7.1. So none of them are below that. That's all I'll tell you that. And I will tell you the next score is the Rotten Tomatoes critic score. Remember, these are critics from Rotten Tomatoes. And this is the second highest score on the list. What did they give Thanksgiving percentage wise? Oh, shit. I'm fucked. 85. You're saying 85. Yes. Final answer. Yes. You get the points, 81%. Okay. 81%. All right. Next up is the Rotten Tomatoes fan score. And I will say this. This is lower than the Rotten Tomatoes critic score. So it's lower than 81%, but it's higher than 7.1%. 76. You're going with 76? Yeah. Final answer? Yes. That's just playing the numbers. There it is. 78%. So you got the points. See, look at this. Now, Ron, Google users is last for the win. And this is the highest score, and I'm not going to give you any other clue than that. 88? You're going 88. Is that it? Are you confident in that answer? It's either I either got to go 88 or 89. I'll go 88 just because I said it. Can I go 88? 88. All right. So is that enough for the win? It is. Ron, you are the new champion. 90%. Okay. Okay. Ninety percent. I, I so, just I didn't know how far, like playing the numbers. I'm like, Ugh. the lowest grade was a sixty-four percent of Metacritic, but a sixty-four percent of Metacritic is really good, especially actually. for a horror movie. Yeah. So so it's scoring very well, very very well. But uh, that doesn't mean we're going to score it very high. So, but you want to find out our score? It's finally time to give you our score. Yeah. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Of course, we're first going to give you the nerd score, followed by my critic score. And the nerd score is a recommendation score that's based off of our critic score mixed with an entertainment score, which means it could be critically low, but if it was super entertaining, it's going to be higher on this list and vice versa. And the nerd score is based off the nerd scale, which has five parts and five parts alone. And if this is your first time or you need a reminder, we're going to give you one right now. Uh, A one is no. That means it's terrible and you should never watch it. A two is you've been warned. That means it's not quite terrible, but it ain't good. So you've been warned never to see it. A three is, ah, it's good. These are 
you know, average to good films. They're movies that uh, you don't need to go pay to see in the theater. You don't need to, you know, run out and, you know, spend money on renting them or anything. You can wait till they're on a streaming service. And if you catch them, you're not going to regret seeing it, but you're probably not going to watch it again. And if you do, it's going to be so far removed that you forgot all about it. And then we get into the really good scores. We get into a four, which is just take my money. And that is the really good movies. Those are movies that uh, you can go to the theater and pay for it. Feel free to see. You might even add them to your collection. You might even add them to your rotation. Their, money's, their movies you're going to watch more than one time because they're really good. And like I said, you might even like them to that next level. And then finally, the five spot is the rarefied air known as certified nerd. These are for the legendary films that are the really, really good films. The great films, if you will. Films like Jaws like Jurassic Park that most people love that uh, you're going to go and see them in the theater. You're going to buy it and add it to your collection. You're going to add it to your rotation. Hell, when it gets re-released for its 10th and 15th and 20th and 25th anniversary or whatever it might be, you're probably even going to buy those copies or go see it in the theater at that point as well. That's where we're at. The creme. De la creme. So, Ron, with that being said, the nerd scale is revealed. It is now time for you to tell us what you're giving Thanksgiving on the nerd scale and why? I give it a four. Show me the money! Like I said, it's a horror, dark comedy. So if you can't handle the gore, I understand this is not for you. Uh, we actually do a pretty good job in basing these movies on what they are. Uh, we understand that it's not Jaws. We understand it's not, you know, Citizen Kane. We understand that. It It's kind you know, I do enjoy the original idea of this movie and the fact that it starts off with a Black Friday massacre that causes the whole thing to happen kind of seems kind of realistic to me could possibly happen would it be as gruesome probably not probably just be some crazy with a gun just call it how it is or somebody gets trampled or somebody gets trampled you know but that i could see that you know it's starting that and somebody being upset that their family member died and does stupid things the next year because they're stressed or you know ptsd whatever i all you know i i could see where that goes uh the deaths, you know, push this movie to a four if you can handle them. Uh, and then, you know, like I said, the things that took away to make it a five is the fact that there should have been a couple other things that we think would have made the ending a little bit better. And shaving off about 15 minutes of this movie would have put it right in that key 90 minute mark. Um, so it, it's it's solid. It's probably one of the, you know, it's going to be if you're into more how horror movies. Uh, it's probably the best Thanksgiving horror movie out there. Uh, I mean, pretty much. So, you know, if you, you know, get sick and tired of watching Son-in-Law, you can watch this. Or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yes. So enjoys that. You know, we, hey, we said it before. There's not that many Thanksgiving-themed movies. There's only a couple horror yeah. movies in Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving realm. And there's even even non-horror movies. There's very few. So, uh, listen, I'm going to just go up front and tell you I agree with you. It is a four. Show me the money! Just take my money. Uh, listen, I love dark comedies. This has got a lot more horror than most dark comedies. I mean, this reminded, it gave me heavy vibes. Not as high of a score because obviously I gave a certified nerd to Ready or Not. So it's not quite there because that movie wasn't just a dark comedy that was funny. haha. But there was a lot of like dark, intricate parts of that story. And that, that that's what the difference is. This movie is closer to like, I would say it's a bloody, disgusting uh, Christmas vacation. True. 
So I, there's a lot of humor. Even in the kills, there's a lot of humor. And I get it. If, you, if your thing isn't gore and guts and stuff, you're not going to probably like this movie. But there's a lot of humor in it. And it, there's a lot of like tongue-in-cheek stuff. And it just works and melds perfectly in. Because for the people who like the gore and the violence, you get that. But for the people who want a little more lightheartedness, you get that as well. Which also makes it different from something like Hostel, where you're always on, uh, you know, it's always in disgust mode. And this, you're like, hey, I saw this disgusting scene, but it was still kind of funny. Like, i.e., the oven cooking scene is, <laughs> is pretty rough. However, there is a the little humorful thing that he sticks the are you done you know, pop her in her and, and it, it pops, pops when, she's, when she, when you come back and she's done. So like, there's things like that, or even like the way that the clown walks up on the, the, the Turkey and all of a sudden the ax is there and boom, there goes the head. And like the reaction from everybody, it's actually comes across as really funny, which sounds terrible, but it's the way it's shot. And it, it, I think that's ingenious. And so that's why, you know, things like that make me really like this movie. Like I said, there is some detractions. There's a lot of, like, worthless stuff that don't need to be have. I think that one of the things in the disservices that they did, and I didn't say it in dislikes because we kind of, like, said it, but we didn't, is that there was so many red herrings that it became, there's no way it's going to be any of these fucking red herrings. Yeah. Because they really did try to go too far. Like, I they think they did a nice job when we're talking about, is it Mitch? Is it the sheriff? Is it Ryan? Is it Bobby? Like, if you would have kept it to just those four, yeah. okay. Cool. But, but then they're adding in, is it this McCarty guy? Yeah. Is it is it this Jacob kid? Is yeah. it this fucking random uh, deputy that's just an asshole? Yeah. Is it like random like lady you, over here? Like there's like, they try to tease you so much shit. You, they even try to tease Kathleen at some point. And you're just like, you know it can't be all these people. Yeah. And like the whole problem with it, the Mitch red herring is the only fact is you don't see Mitch for... You see Most of this movie, yeah, you see yeah. him in an interview in the beginning. Yeah. Talk, well, you see him in the beginning scene with the massacre. Yeah. Then you, you see, see him in an interview, interview while they're at the diner in the beginning, where he's basically talking shit about how they're still open and how they only yeah. give a fuck about money and it's not, it's not, th- it's, you know, it's not Thanksgiving. It's thanks greedy or whatever yeah. the fuck and then, it was. And then you don't see him until the parade. Yeah, and then you see so, him, pro- and then he, and, then, and he's a big stocky and a, guy, and he's a protester. Yeah, like when he comes out, you're like, "Ooh, is it him?" Nope, he's protesting because they don't even give you the chance to be like, "Oh, is it him?" Because he's not even wearing the full getup. He's no. in he's, a flannel shirt with one of those masks yeah. and thing on, and then you know it's it, it's it's yeah. just like fuck. So like they don't do a good enough job, but like if you, but that should have been the focal. It should have been like Mitch was the guy. You could red herring him pretty well if they would have done it differently yeah it just and bobby and ryan they kind of go there but they don't go deep enough so that's why when it's the sheriff and then the motivation for the sheriff is just kind of like huh shouldn't you have shown us something yeah in the beginning that, that they that they had some kind of a relationship not just that she makes a compliment and smiles at him because yeah. that's, that's something that anybody can do you should have had like a scene where they came out of the bedroom together or something like well, give the, us the fact that they were having an affair so later but, on it makes sense well that whole thing of her dying there because she brought her husband you know dinner which if she was having the affair why would she have left and he was going to leave her remember that's what he says he was going to leave her but if he was going to leave her then why did she come and give him dinner yeah yeah Yeah. it makes no sense yeah makes what so they could he should go to your house and fuck but if she's gonna go to your house and fuck he's already at work you she doesn't have to bring she could lie to everybody at the house that she brought him dinner yeah. And just go fuck you and nobody's gonna know because nobody's gonna go up to him and like how was your dinner yeah exactly like so, like I, I'm just saying. There's so those are some of the dislikes that keep it out of being a top, but it's still a four. And I, I'll probably buy this and, and watch it because I I like this movie. I have a lot of fun with it. But that's what keeps it out of being certified yes. nerd. It's not enough. Like I said, it's picky enough that it's not enough for me to say no. It's not worth seeing. It's you know a four is still a very good movie. It's just enough to make it not certified nerd. Yeah. And I'm giving it a seven out of ten. 
you know, because those things lose about three points off. It's still a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And if you like gore, you add gore with comedy, and it's it's mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's, it's I think it's one of the better ones. And I mean, the only the only dark comedies that I know, I mean, there's some that I'm going to leave out, but the only ones off the top of my head that I would say are clearly better is Cabin in the Woods and Ready or Not. And there's some other True. ones like I, I guess if you could argue them, one of my favorites, uh, April Fool's Day is a dark comedy, but you can't really say that because for most of the movie, it's a slash film yes it only becomes a dark comedy at the end <laughs> and and like there's other ones i'm obviously not naming but i just those two come to mind usually when people talk about dark comedies those are the two on the top of the list is uh cabin in the woods and, and ready yeah. or not and i think that it's not on their level that's why it's not a five but it is on the level right below and it's very entertaining and once again gives you something to watch on thanksgiving and when you're tired of watching son-in-law <laughs> so with that being said ron Oh, before I pass it to you, let's be honest. If you guys would like to let us know what you thought about Ready or Not, hit us up on those socials, hit us up on the email, and also just check out the website and find out anything other links you need because you can get all that hookup at 3fnpodcast.com. Now, Ron, you have some business to take care of before we bounce out of here. One out of ten stars. Harry, this movie is awful, although it has some good actors. Emma Watson is horrible, and I can't understand why she is in this movie. She is not so terrible that you can't compare with the other young actor actresses like dakota fanning and i think she isn't going to make more famous movies except harry potter sagas i can't see her in hollywood movies with famous stars like nicole kidman tom cruise or dustin hoffman emma watson stinks she is horrible in all harry potter movies the most horrible acting is the harry potter and the stupid prisoner of Azkaban. she is the worst actress actress i have seen in my life in this movie she is a teenager and she's horrible she had a mud face fizzling hair she is going to be very bad in harry potter and the goblet of fire please michael come here regards to charlie one out of ten stars harry potter just sucks people i think that was a little harsh at uh, emma watson by the way somebody somebody needs to find him now and feel see how he feels about emma watson I'm just <laughs> I, just, out there. I just had because every time it's always uh radcliffe yeah. <laughs> uh, these people are weird well, that's going to bring us to the end of this week's show, Ron. And, of course, next week we're going to go in the way back machine because, obviously, uh, we couldn't, you know, we were going to do a new movie, but then with the holiday and we all have things to do with family, it's not always fair to go out there. So we're going to go something old. And we went to the list, and we're going back 25 years, in fact, to the year 1998. And we will be reviewing a movie that came out in November of 1998, to be more specific. It will be the Adam Sandler classic, The Water Boy. Next week on the 3FN Movie Club Review. And uh, if you're on Patreon, you might get a couple extra bonuses because uh, I do know we're going to go see some movies. Uh, those, Me and Ron in particular, I don't know if Diesel will be able to make it. So that's why we didn't go with a new one. So with that being said, until next week when we review The Waterboy for its 25th anniversary. For myself and for Ron and even Diesel, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. If you live in the U.S. and you celebrate Thanksgiving, have a happy Turkey Day. Uh, watch some football. Eat up all the food because as a fat guy, I can tell you it's my favorite holiday and it's a national holiday that has nothing to do with religion or anything else. So, you know, celebrate it. Have a good time. Watch some football. Eat some food. Be lazy. And uh, isn't that the American way at the end of the day, Ron? Pretty much. So with that... Later, nerds. Later. And this is where, Diesel, you would say something classy, but I'm going to try something out here. Diesel, Diesel's not here because he's uh, parked on the crapper taking the shit. Harry Potter just sucks people. <laughs>